Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the movie podcast. You know why it's so special, Daniel? Tell me why, Shabazz. Because I love these episodes when you and I are just sitting across from each other, not a care in the world. Not an Anthony in the world. <laughs> not an Anthony in the world. <laughs> not an Anthony in Sounds the world. Sounds like music to my ears. Can you hear the music? Uh, Imperial March? <laughs> just, sorry, I'm just, I thought we were just naming musical tracks <laughs> oh, yes. from songs I was getting from to, different I, scores. It's, it's funny you talk about musical stuff and mm-hmm. scores. Is it funny? It's Actually, I didn't laugh, so probably not. Okay, well. Um, but it is funny that the person we're speaking to on this episode of the movie podcast is a composer it's almost like we planned uh-huh. to have musical jokes to tee us into the seamless segue that is our special guest today you know what's funnier so is it funnier <laughs> you tell me it's funnier a word funnier yeah. yeah funnier is a word okay why don't i always hear people say like no just say it's it's more funny or it's double fun <laughs> No one says that. No one says that. <laughs> no one said that. Point me in the direction of who says that so we can correct them. We can, it, it was actually your father. He's downstairs. Father? You were incorrect. <laughs> come in, come in. <laughs> uh, no, I, we're getting off track here, and I want to make sure that we're back let's on get, track. Let's get back on the track. Yeah. The track, track of the song of life. Track, track yeah. number one. Uh, no, you know, we have a very special episode of the movie podcast. Uh, Anthony isn't on this one again because, you know what, he is still in the lab. He's still lab with a pen and a pad. Pen and- yeah. <laughs> Is he Dr. Dre? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you, you didn't think I picked that up, eh? Yeah, I, I was hoping you yeah. would. Was- Listen, we're, this, we're just, we are, I think we're, we have the funnies today. Yeah. Because we're just so giddy about who we get to talk to sometimes on the movie podcast. Oh. And I think that's the thing. You know, sometimes when we have our interviews and we have these experiences, sometimes we kind of get lost in the work that comes within the sense right. of just like, yes. oh, I'm going to edit this. I need no, to get no, this out. Sure. And it literally, and sometimes you, you forget sometimes to just stay in that moment mm-hmm, for a moment, mm-hmm. you know, stay in the moment for stay a moment, in the moment for a moment, Hashtag. and then have fun. And I think when you hear the conversations we're out to have, right. it's such a fun conversation. And it's such like, I felt like I was in a master class, <laughs> you know, I was going to say, I mean, like you, you mentioned that when we were doing the interview after, and that's the exact feeling that I had where I forgot we were doing an interview. Right. I just. It immediately was like I'm learning so much right now and yeah. I'm really it was almost like when we spoke with Andrew Jackson how I got so just entrenched in the conversation yeah like keep going Andrew Jackson uh, visual effects supervisor. supervisor for Oppenheimer yes go check out that episode if you haven't it's, already uh, it's a, making a grave mistake you are yeah it's a it's a phenomenal episode just as the one you're listening to right now just as the one you're listening to right now and again I haven't even said who we're speaking to no and obviously our our, our listeners they go in blind they do we're speaking with John Powell, composer wow. of so many just amazing, amazing films. I think my introduction to him, and, and I, I'm so happy I got a chance to to let him know. I felt like I was telling, I, I literally felt like I was telling my favorite like athlete, like, oh my God, yeah. I loved your jump shot in yeah. game six. It's I like, hey God, know, thanks about, for creating life. Type <laughs> of thing, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I got to tell him that I loved his score from The Bourne Supremacy. It was just such a pivotal moment for me when i was a teenager mm-hmm. that like that movie really hit and it like drove me forward and it really made me fall in love with like music i've always loved and movies scores i've always loved but there's just something about that it just at the right time at the right, right. day it hit and really opened up my eyes and ears to more yeah exactly and i think you look at the work of john powell he is one of the most i think 
versatile versatile and just iconic composers working today yeah you think of like huge names like Hans Zimmer mm-hmm. you know and uh, James Newton Howard and mm-hmm. people like that and like and John Powell yeah it's like they're like these huge figures of the industry mm-hmm. um, and to have someone like John Powell uh, you know who's also we're talking to him because he is nominated Emmy nominated Emmy nominated John Powell almost like when they get knighted like you know right. Sir John Powell he's right. knighted though Emmy nominated Emmy John nominated Powell John Powell uh, for the documentary that we watched and loved still yes. the michael fox uh, the michael j fox story yeah um phenomenal film we watched it earlier this year at sundance yes and then we really got to absorb it again uh this uh, when it came out officially on apple yes. tv plus and it's just one of those films that is just such an incredible watch you would think that it would be a heavy story and i'm so glad we got to talk to john about that because john didn't write a score that made you want to feel bad for michael no. j fox because as he, john says and michael fox says i don't feel bad for myself no right and i think that's just so wonderful and what's so what there's such a soul to the music that he brings to this documentary yeah. and that's just that shines throughout the film and throughout all the ages of michael j fox and the shows and the the, the legendary movies that he's been part of it's a very happy tears kind of doc yes is Happy Tears a production company? I feel like it should be. We should call it. We should make a production company. Yeah. Happy Tears. Happy no one, Tears. No, no one listen to this. Copyright, copyright, copyright. Take it, take it, take it. Intellectual property. We now own Happy Tears Productions. We do. And uh, it will be making really happy tear kind of documentaries. Maybe we could ask John Powell to do a jingle for us. A jingle. A yeah. jingle jangle. Yeah. We already have a jingle, though, from Alan Menken. We do. <laughs> listen, we're just friends with a lot of composers yeah. now. Yeah. I think... Don't you may correct me if I'm wrong, Shabazz. There might be a couple more composers coming on the show. I don't think it stops. You know, the composer the music up. doesn't stop. My goal when we started the movie podcast is yes. like, I'm just going to bring in every single composer I could find. Who's left, really? Who's I mean, uh, well? We, we have we have some we have some heavy hitters. We're at the we top of the mountain right now with John Powell. Are, I'll be honest are, with like, you. I'm like, it just it's crazy. You look back to Ludwig. You look back to Michael Giacchino, who yeah. you know, really big friend of the show now because yeah, he's, he's technically been on three uh, times. Technically, technically been on three times. We spoke but to you've Nate. only heard of him. Twice. Right, we've spoke to Nathan Johnson as well too. There's been one some of our uh, first. one of our, I think, our first composer we ever spoke I, to, yes, Nathan Johnson, right. who did Knives Out and Glass Onion and so many more mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Johnson films. But uh, yeah, what a what a absolute delight John was to speak to oh today. God, yeah, uh, we had a, a nice chunk of time with him. Yes, we really kind of just got to dive into his you know mindset and how he creates how he approaches musical stores and what i'm really excited about too is that we got to get a little some new nuggets of information uh-huh. on what this live action you know how, how to train your dragon. dragon is going to sound like how he's going to approach that so i think that's so exciting that we get to live in a world and he gets to compose for the animated version of a film and now for the live action version absolutely. of absolutely and he's such a talker which i love he yeah. had so much to say we had so many questions that we wrote down and we only got to think about like three or four really I would, uh, I'm gonna Maybe I'm gonna less? be safe say two and a half two and a half questions two and a half. we got through yeah but I was not upset at all because like man you your answers are just so good I'm yeah. so engaged in what we you're saying we could have easily had an hour with <laughs> we him have. we could have easily had an hour and with scratched him out one more question uh, I think. John Powell <laughs> absolutely legendary composer incredible work he did yes. for this documentary um we absolutely love it so if you if you had not a chance to watch still it is on apple tv plus it is streaming now go watch it it is still uh it's still michael j fox it's still michael j. no <laughs> it's uh it's required watching it's absolutely oh, yeah. brilliant definitely we we loved we loved that we we oh my god we had such a good time with that doc um really quickly before i forget yeah before the audience forgets we've just been having a blast over 
on Discord. We have been. Yeah, it's been a great time. I think yeah. people have been joining like crazy. Yeah. Uh, we should start charging, I think, at this point. Well, I mean, get in while it's free. Get in. <laughs> it's like, is this like a club? It's a club. Men have to buy two uh, drinks. Sugar daddies. Sugar daddies. Oh, man. Sugar daddies. Do it back. That, back that's eh? the Toronto club. Yes. Give, so, give some context to, to the audience. Yeah. So, again, I, so growing up, Toronto area. You, you used to hit up sugar daddies. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I just, I just remember driving to Canada's Wonderland or just whatever summer or driving to school in the morning and right. you, you you get the ads on Z103.5. Absolutely. You know, Sugar Daddies, the DJ Daddy D spinning live all night, latest yeah. free before 11. Like, what yeah. a time that what was. What a time. I feel like it still happens. <laughs> what if John Powell, what if there's a John Powell club just to score his music? Like, uh, sign me Shrek up. music playing. I would, oh, man. This is the, I'm down with that, actually. Listen, it goes, that just goes to show the lineage of John Powell. Oh, my God. Uh, his, his filmography is just incredible do a quick google search yeah. while you have your phone on you yeah or search if you're in the uh, if you're in the spotify app yeah. just search john powell john powell yeah if you if you're an apple podcast leave yeah. go to apple music <laughs> or spotify <laughs> and then search john powell because the, the, yes. like you're just going to be you're opened up to a world of just absolutely just world changing music yes yeah. i absolutely agree again back to discord really quickly yeah. make sure to join we're having some great conversations there's a lot of great shows out right now a lot of great movies and we love the conversation that's happening in there uh we're available on every single social media platform on there i think now officially and legally it is called x uh, but I'm going to call it Twitter. Yeah, on if Twitter. That's okay with you? Follow us on Twitter, please. Follow at us the movie on Twitter, podcast. At the movie podcast on Instagram. Uh, you can follow Daniel, myself, and Anthony on Letterbox as well. We have our personal ones out there. Yeah. Join that if you can. Let us know. I don't want to take up too much time. No. No, no, I do. No, I it's okay. I don't want to give it over to you, Daniel. <laughs> I made a mistake. I thought you were. I thought you were saying you give me the, the wrap it up. No, boy. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Shabazz. Whenever I make that voice, I want to say it on the microphone. I wouldn't have his hands signal for it. Before again, I just have really quickly, just because we are celebrating composers, we are doing a live show this week. What? So if you're listening to this episode of the week of a fan expo, <gasps> if you're Canada. going to fan expo Canada. On the Friday, Toronto is Canada, by the way. It is it, Van Expo Canada. Canada. Is Toronto, actually. Toronto. Yeah. Uh, if you're going exists. to be there on the Friday, 12 noon, we are with the one and only Jay McCarroll, absolutely. who is a composer. He's an actor. He's a writer. He's uh, he's absolutely amazing. He's the, like one you. of the funniest people. If you love Nirvana, the band, the show, you know exactly what we're talking about. Um, and obviously, he did the the music for Blackberry. So join one us Friday. This year, one of our favorite movies this year. Join us on Friday. We're gonna have a blast with him for that hour. So yeah, huge shout out to our, our friends over at the Sonar Network for allowing us to have this amazing panel at Fan Expo. So yeah, if you're at Fan Expo and you didn't miss it because you listened to this episode on time because you are a movie podcaster. Yeah, ah, it's not. I don't like. We the, gotta we gotta, we gotta figure gotta out names name. for our our fans. Yeah. Like the that was like the movie potties, the movie potties. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Movie potties, movie, movie bodies. Like no, <laughs> that's at the club. That's at the club. <laughs> at the club. That's at the club. That's a John Powell's that club. Yeah, that's John Powell's <laughs> club. Uh, also, really quickly, if again, I know we're taking too much time. Yeah, yeah, but I promise you, this is all worth it because you're having some great banter right now. If you haven't checked this interview out on YouTube, I also recommend that because the audio version is fantastic. But there is a moment where Daniel calls out something in john powell's room in the studio in the studio that he's in he's on his bedroom yeah in the studio that you know we, we were just both transfixed on right and i'm glad that we got a great answer out of it so if you are wondering the audio version hey what what are these jabronis talking about you better go check out youtube and see the full version because it's uncut it's uncensored 
and it's all great. <laughs> it's a great time. It's a great time. I can't lie to you. It is a fantastic time. Yeah. So without further ado, let's kick it over to John Powell. Hey, John, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you all doing? Good, good. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today on the movie podcast. And congratulations on your Emmy nomination. Thank you. Bit of a surprise. <laughs> you know, we are, you know, we're completely honored to be speaking with you today. We're such longtime fans of all of your scores. So this is just, uh, it's very exciting for us. It's very exciting for us. <laughs> very kind. I-, I do have to mention that Goa from Born Supremacy is one of my most listened to songs at all, like completely. It's always on my top 10 at the end of the year. So thank you so much for that. <laughs> it's interesting to see what people kind of find in in these things you know some of them some of them are hard fought and some of them like that one i think was just i don't know why but it just flowed it really I, did I flow it. yeah i mean most of them don't actually but that <laughs> one, that one just just popped out real easy i don't know it felt it felt good <laughs> absolutely that's love you uh we, we have to know though where were you when you found out about the nomination no idea actually um I didn't know that I was, I thought I was doing a film, so I didn't know it was in that world, really. I, I didn't understand kind of where, you know, streamers and films in streamers and things. Uh, so I was a bit, a bit surprised. So I think, I think, you know, it's, it's the usual thing. You get an email going or you get an, an, a text going, congratulations. And so <laughs> I just look at that and I go, okay, well, fine and i wasn't even thinking what it was for you know (laughs) kind of you know and then and then my agent said whoa you know so your first uh, emmy and and i was like well why would why would i be getting an emmy (laughs) so for still still there's a film it's like i know it's it's you know so i kind of it took a bit of a moment to catch up but it's very nice because you know i've i've never been in this world before um and uh it, it'll be really interesting to see what the, you know, how what the experience of this is compared with Oscars and and Grammys. You know, I think it's closer to the Grammys, really. You know, yeah, lots, yeah. Lots categories. <laughs> <laughs> now, John, I, I'm curious because I'm assuming we're in your studio right now. What's the waveform behind you, above your head? I'm just curious. So that is a is a, a my son a few years ago bought me this for my birthday, and it's a it's an artist who. You send him a waveform and and then he makes it he makes a template and then he uses a circular saw to cut the wood and it's walnut uh which is my one of my favorite woods um and it's uh and i didn't realize what my son was doing when he asked me about six months before my birthday what my favorite piece of music might be and i and i think i was just you know sort of i was saying well if if four and a half billion years of chaos uh, uh, finally arrives uh from that you know you finally get claire de lune then you know it, it sort of proves that you don't need god <laughs> <laughs> and basically that's what it is it's it's a it's claire de lune which i think is one of the most perfect pieces of music it's a, it's unfortunately been overused you know and when you overhear certain pieces of music they 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 can be a little devalued but that one never will be for me i mean it's yeah. just literally its construction is as close to sort of um i don't know perfection as i can imagine no it is a is a lovely piece beautiful and i and i don't want to ask you know correct us if if we're wrong as well this is the first time you've ever scored a documentary yes i i mean i i did something at the end of college in the 80s um 
I think was a documentary and I, and one of the first things I did in Hollywood was a, like a drama, a docudrama, which was endurance, uh, which was produced by, um, Terrace Malick and, and that was, but it, it, it wasn't, it had a documentary section of it in the Olympics, but then the rest of it was dramatized gotcha. about, about, um, the runner's life. So have I done it before? Maybe a little bit. It certainly didn't feel like this one. This, this one felt like a real documentary. Definitely. And, and I'm curious for yourself, what was it about Michael J. Fox's story that made you want to join this project? Um, well, it was, it was the director sort of, I was put in touch with the director and, and he'd sort of thought of me because of, uh, I think he needed somebody to write music that was joyful. Um, and I think he suspected I'd be, you know, I'd be good at that because his, his daughter was always going on about the score to how to train your dragon being joyful. <laughs> so I think I walked into this sort of with him thinking I need somebody who's not done documentaries before and and could take a sort of a, a different angle on this because, you know, it, he didn't want it to feel like a, a normal sort of documentary score, I think. Um, and so I, me being incapable of doing that, I, I kind of just walked in and I, the first thing I said was, uh, I, he played me the little scene with a bit of temp and I said, I said, why, why are you making me feel sorry for Michael Fox? <laughs> you know, Michael J. Fox is, he doesn't feel sorry for himself. I, I don't quite understand why you've got that music in there. And I think he, a light bulb went off and he, he thought, oh, yes, probably he's going to take the right approaches. So I, I kind of, you know, I was, I was primed by being cast sort of as something that, that Davis wanted. And, and then in watching the documentary, I found it very, very touching i obviously watched it without any music um other than needle drops um without any temp score because i was trying to do that and be an audience member but let my let my inner ears kind of hear things um and it was it was extremely touching and i just was amazed at uh, a man that had found you know found grace from uh, through sort of pain and it's a story we all will love to hear. And so it's a, it's that, you know, kind of great hero story, but done in a way that <laughs> was really interesting. The inverse, because he starts out as a, you know, a literally a cinematic hero <laughs> and it ends up as a, as a, you know, a sort of a, a more human hero than, than any film really could, could, uh, could make him, uh, he is in, in his own self that way um so it was a it was a you know it was a really interesting story to to try and um approach but you know i i found it very difficult um i you know i i didn't have that language you know the transparency that's required i think for documentaries um i'm i'm more bombastic than probably you want in documentaries normally <laughs> Uh, or at least more avert, I should say. Um, so I had to calm, calm the fuck down. And, <laughs> um, and Davis was very patient with me and, and, um, you know, and I, but I, I just wrote a load of music to start with without picture and, and then played it to Davis and he, he liked it all, but he, you know, he asked the very valid question, which is, I don't know, how does that fit with the picture? And so then started the very hard part of the job which was 
you know, does this fit picture? And don't, will it fit picture? Why would it fit picture? And then some of the bits that you hear in the soundtrack are almost pretty word for word the same as these sort of ideas that, I, that came out. Uh, and a lot was thrown away because it just, it would never be accepted by the fit. The, the film itself would slough it off. Um, so it was a, you know, it was a difficult project. It was a very, it was a very pleasant group of people to work with, you know, Michael, the editor and, and Davis, the director and Michael watching Michael as well. <laughs> um, but you know, I didn't realize how, how hard I think it became because it, it um, I got kind of lost mm -hmm. in it, uh, in a way that I don't normally do. I, I can see structure much better in, in a, in a written film than I, 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 I guess I've never really, you know, sat and analyzed documentaries, uh, you know, um, you, you, I mean, we're all sort of aware of when the ones that really work, work, and then the ones that just feel a bit sort of flippant. But having said that, you know, it's like I was saying to somebody earlier, um, you know, when I did Born Supremacy, I realized I found, you know, Paul Greengrass, uh, for the first time. And this was, that was his first sort of Hollywood movie. And I'd seen his previous film, which was called Bloody Sunday, which is one of the most ex extraordinary pieces of cinema ever. But I didn't realize that he'd been a documentary maker on, on a show called World in Action, which was on every Sunday night, I think on ITV throughout my younger years. And I saw, I used to watch many things that he, he would make and without knowing him and knowing who he was very political, obviously a lot of documentaries, but, um, so, you know, I suppose Britain has, has actually got a very good track record, a lot of documentaries. They tend to be not film length, though. They tend to be sort of, um, you know, 50 minute sort of documentaries. The BBC used to make very good ones and, and ITV. And so I've, I've probably got a love of documentaries, but I've never really dipped my foot in them until this moment and um for very good reason they're very hard <laughs> <laughs> but your work but your work in this is, is is so lovely and i think that's one of the things that shabazz and i were talking about is that the score as you said it's not very traditional what we would have heard in uh documentaries it's not you know kind of guiding us emotionally all the time or telling us to feel sorry for michael right because he's not that type of person at all so i think that's very reminiscent and, and it reflects in the in the work that you've done as well yeah, it, it was it was very clear that that Davis did not want it to, um, you know, wallow, because you know Michael was very clear about that. You know, there, there's there's nothing about Michael that that uh, you know, as I say, it's like the one bit of temp I'd watched where they did indulge a little bit that feeling. It felt really wrong to me, just instantly. Mm -hmm. So there's a few moments where. Um, it was hard for me to score because there did need to be a seriousness taken, you know, and it was all very well for me to just want to kind of keep everything moving and, and pulse it all through and, and just, you know, keep the grease under the, the story because that was how he moves. He just moves all the time and he's, right, he's, right. he's dancing through life. But the rest of the time, you know, the rest of the time is great. But once we hit certain points, then I, I had to find sort of this other gear that and it's not even a gear it's like um 
it's like the difference between suddenly you're driving a, a tank and then you're sailing a boat. <laughs> so it's really, it's really strange. It's, it required a sort of a, you know, um, a shift of universe. Right. That's what it felt. It, there was no, you know, there's no bad guy in the of course, story. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, um, the, none of the kind of the threads I normally can find in movies were there, but they were, but they didn't, they didn't show themselves in any kind of way that I could find a, the attachment mm -hmm. line to. Right. Um, so it, it became harder and harder as we kind of got, so it kind of got the front of the movie and then the end of the movie and, and the middle was very, was very tricky. This, this kind of point where we, you know, we reveal what we already know. I mean, right. I've done a few, I've done one movie before where, you know, you're writing music for a story where everybody already knows the ending, which was United 93. Um, and that's quite interesting is that you're writing, you have to be really careful that you are, you're neither, it, it's not a question of being ahead of the audience or behind the audience because it's, it's a story that everybody already <laughs> knows. Right. So it's, it's something else. So it's, it's a, it's like a, it's a different dimension. That's, that's what I found very hard. Right. Um, the audience was not discovering this as they went along. Um, it, it was, but they, you know, that was my job is to make sure it felt like we were discovering this, even though it was a story we knew we'd, we'd, everybody had grown up with him. Everybody had seen the shows on TV, on the film. They knew about the Parkinson's they knew comes back. So it's a story that is already in the public's perception the audience is, knows what they're going to see and i think one of the things that i had to make sure pretty quickly was that the music helped say um you know this isn't the parkinson's movie mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a small part of this really i mean it's a it's 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 the reason that we think of michael now um with as with great heroicism but he doesn't see himself that way and he's just a really, really smart, funny guy who just found um, a way to actually make his life even more significant. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> no, you're, you're very right. And you, you see it as well. And we, we want to thank you so much for your time. But before we quickly wrap up here, you're getting the chance to also do the live action version of How to Train Your Dragon. Are you going to be approaching that differently at all? That's, a, you know, that is a really interesting question. And what I've said to people is it's either going to be the easiest job I've ever had <laughs> or the hardest. Absolutely. Because I just, you know, we'll have to wait and see. It's like, I'm not quite sure what it's going to be yet. I'm not privy to those conversations. <laughs> and, and in a way I'm trying to sort of stay away from it so that the first time I see it, when it's put together, I'm an audience member. And Absolutely. I will try and sort of look at it that way. And then if the, a bunch of the old score is useful and great if it's not <laughs> we'll figure out how to do it <laughs> love it john uh thank you so much for your time you're absolutely lovely to speak with we hope you get to talk to you again and we're rooting for you at the emmys so yes. all the best we have our shirts made already <laughs> very kind <Okay. laughs> take care take care bye bye